it's Paul, and once again, it's... Megan? And we've called this the... I think, it's, is this the See Where It Takes Us episode, Megan? That's what yeah, you just I said Because so. <laughs> you've yeah. got all the questions, and we've not even done a dress rehearsal, so... No, yeah, this is... I'm um, going to be in the moment with these things, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, this is a one-take wonder, okay, uh, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so we have put a little call out for some listener questions. I've also come away and um, pulled together some points that... Uh, Paul and I can talk about. Yeah. Paul, yeah, is coming into this blind. Absolutely. So... I feel quite nervous. <laughs> I do. I feel like I'm here for a job interview. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. we're not going to... I'm not going to catch <laughs> out on anything. Yeah. Um, so a couple of the things, um, we're just going to answer questions from yeah, what some of our listeners have popped in. Yeah. The questions have been collated from direct questions from Instagram, LinkedIn, um, but also some of the comments that have been on our YouTube channel and then just friends and family as well have obviously chipped in and we'll freestyle from there yeah exactly um so i think just to kick us off um we our first question was where would you both recommend as places to live in the area (laughs) okay so in in the core area that we operate in yeah um again maybe it's some of it's going to be where we've been already in the podcast i would say Uh, i mean certainly if i'm basing it a little bit on statistics and, and and things um, I'd, I'll start off with Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've learnt a lot from going there. Yeah, um, definitely. Affordability, it's good. Mm-hmm. Amenities were good. Uh, I think up and coming, it's already very established, but I think it's having a even greater resurgence. Would be Leith. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, volumes of sales there. It's our it's it's our biggest volume of sales. The tram line bounce that we we've referred to. You you yeah. love you love Leith. I do love Leith. Um, I <laughs> love going down to Leith. And actually, Paul, it's interesting that you should have mentioned those two because I actually already pulled the data from ESBC.com, okay. and our top four locations, the top two were Dunfermline and Leith, um, and then we had Kerstorfin and Musselburgh. Yeah. More, more sort of semi and, and, and again, more established. Um, but I think, yeah, if anyone's looking to move, mm-hmm. those places are popular. And, For sure. And yeah. have, have our lovely places. We can we can give them our stamp of approval. Most definitely. <laughs> um, so the second question is maybe a little bit more controversial. Okay. Um, we got as a comment on one of our YouTube videos and it was if the if prices are not going to drop, which is what we've kind of been saying, yeah. um, then the market isn't actually that attractive to buy in. Prices aren't okay. But yeah. Paul, I wanted to ask what your rebuttal was to that. Okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting comments, isn't it? I mean and again I suppose what's my attractive may not be something else's attractive. It I think the answer to that question is really you buy when it's the right time for you, and that mm-hmm. that, and it's your circumstances as well, isn't it? You know, if you're moving to an area for maybe a year or two years, you really have to weigh up: is it better to simply rent somewhere, uh, or or do you buy? Because if you buy, you have got LBTT, so you know it's going to cost you. That the tax mm-hmm. is going to cost you. Yeah, a lot of the associated costs. You know, are you are you ultimately? better off um renting maybe maybe not again there's there's no right or right wrong answer that the, the right answer is wherever's best for you i think certainly i can speak from experience having sort of monitored a market look at all the data you think we'd all be living in palaces now because we'd always call our sales right we'd know when to sell and when to buy i've never really bought the dip and caught the top of the market so yeah. you know I, I think it's a very difficult thing to call and then you can yeah. wait on the sidelines and 
continue to wait and things don't change significantly. We have seen a slight, as we know, um, falling the average sales price. We think there are contributing factors to that, um, but we've not really seen that huge recorrection. And again, I, I generally don't think we will. I mean, um, just earlier the week, you know, you're t- talking to lenders and you're talking to the Bank of England, and, and w- what's clear is that there's no, uh, we don't think we'll see a, a large amount of repossessions come to the market. The government is doing everything it can to avoid people ultimately losing their homes. And so if you don't see that massive surplus of supply, I think we all have a reasonable market still. But, you know, again, everyone's opinion is valid, isn't it? And, you know, as I say, maybe the market is more attractive to him if it, if it dips. And, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So third question is a bit of a long one. Okay. Um, a little bit maybe complicated. Um, but basically we were asked um, with regards to... This, this is in regards to bidding over home report value. Yes. Yeah. So to ensure that you are the successful buyer, yeah. um, a lot of people are looking at how much do I have to have ca- in cash mm-hmm. before I um, make an onward offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so looking at their savings, looking at how much potentially what how much they would have to save, yeah. but um, working out working out what that would be. So yeah. in terms of the percentage over home report value, yeah. does the percentage paid over the home report value vary depending on property style and age? Um, or is it more on area and size? So is it more mm-hmm. square foot meterage or is it more to do yeah. with the mm-hmm. aesthetic appeal? I think the square square footage can be a guide. I think it's a crude guide, and, and generally, even when you talk to surveys, they're not huge fans of use, using that. They'll go off comparables. Um, I think when we talk about offers over, yeah, we we know the average is about one hundred and four percent at the moment. It's been higher last year, so that's the average. Um, so even within that, there's some that are achieving one hundred and one percent of the home report value, and it was achieving one hundred nine, hundred and ten percent. Why the variance? I think ultimately it comes down to supply and demand. If there are, if you take the West End, for instance, if there were, if there's just one property for sale in the West End, um, in the next year, and that's the only property for sale, they'll get a good price. If yeah. there's a hundred boards up in the West End and there's a hundred properties for sale, we know that will suppress prices. So it, it simply comes down to supply and demand. And yeah. I think clearly in some of the more historic parts of Edinburgh, what you do know is they're not going to build any more property. So there's always going to be a premium paid. Yeah. Um, okay, you may see some more conversions. And we are seeing that in bits of the city now and bits of the West End where office accommodation is being converted back to resi as people are, you know, as the hybrid working thing is happening. Yeah. So, so again, there's a little more supply, but we're not going to see a fundamental shift there. So, yeah, it, it really is more about the property and what the market is doing at that time and what the supply of property is, is, is like at that time yeah. and, and, and how badly you want it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just going to say because a lot of the factors that was meant that were mentioned here yeah. in terms of the style and yeah. the size and the area, they're built into the the, val- the home report value. Yeah. That's that's what the solicitor um, yeah. deems your home to yeah. be worth. Yeah. Then the extra is just how much you want it. Yeah, and you know it's it's worth different things. It's like a piece of art. It's worth it's interpretation. It's it's what it's worth to you. For instance, if you want to buy a house because it's next door to your mum and dad, arguably you might pay more than the next person. Yeah. Um, so it 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 really is a very personal thing, and again, probably the as you know, I'd say this: go and talk to a solicitor, estate yeah. agent. They'll look at all the archive data. They'll tell you what's selling and what at what prices, and they'll probably rein you in a bit if you're getting too giddy. I remember my first one. I was, I've seen it. I want to buy it. I'm going, and this solicitor, um, 
Stephen Murray, God rest his soul, said, just wait. Let's just ease back here, Paul. Let's let's take our time. Let's look at the market, go and see a few more, and we'll, we'll think about what we need to offer. You know, so, yeah, I think getting, getting that advice and just getting that reality check, I think, can help. Yeah, absolutely. So, actually, you touched on supply and demand, so we're going to take a little pause from questions, okay. and I am going to share some information on a topic that we have discussed, actually, in last week's episode uh, with Debbie. Oh, yeah. About the economy, something that we bring up a lot is the basket of goods. Ah, the basket of food. Okay. Well, well, it's not food, is it? It's, it's not. It's, the no, it's got everything in there, isn't so it? So yeah. I went on to the Has office... it got a Mars bar in there? That always used to well, be the barometer. I went on to the uh, Office of National Statistics mm-hmm. website and I pulled up the basket of goods. Now, I'm not going to read you every single item because there's over 500 rows on the spreadsheet <laughs> that I downloaded. So I think we would be okay. here for way too long. But what I did think was I pulled out some of the... 2023 additions to the basket. Okay. And then I thought I would let you know why they had been added. Okay. And and I think what the basket is supposed to do is give you a cross-section of things that you might buy and and a broad indication on on various items as to what impact inflation has had on them, you know, how we see it. So some might be higher, some might be lower. Yeah. And there might be a Mars bar in there. Well, I don't think there is as... um, this this basket of goods doesn't have any brands, <laughs> um, but uh, yes. So basically, what they do is every year they assess that list. Mm-hmm. If they feel there are some sections that aren't um, fulfilled enough, they'll add some okay. some bits in. They'll remove bits that seem irrelevant. Um, so I'll read you the list of all of the categories first, mm-hmm. and then um, just to give our listeners as well an idea, because if you've never heard of the basket of goods, mm-hmm. um, here's just a little top line uh, introduction. So we've got 12 categories. The first one is food and non-alcoholic beverages. Second is alcohol and tobacco. Three is clothing and footwear. Four is housing and household services. Okay. Five is furniture and household goods. Right. <laughs> Six is health. Seven is transport. Eight is communication. Nine is recreation and culture. So things like cinema tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ten is education. Eleven, restaurants and hotels. And twelve is miscellaneous goods and services. Okay. So it's really to give a broad it's really range is, isn't it? Yeah, of absolutely. what people are spending their money yeah, on in the UK. Yeah. So I went and had a look through the, if I can find it, here we go, Um, some of the items. Now, there was quite a lot added, um, as you would expect, because there's quite a lot in the basket. Um, But one of the things that stood out to me, was, which was number one, uh, is tortilla wraps. Tortilla wraps. So they have been added because the bread and cereals section of course grain are yeah. underrepresented yeah. in the basket at the moment so um wraps and tortillas had the highest expenditure so that was the product people were buying the most um after the existing basket items and they are widely used for main meal dishes as well as sandwich options so yeah. pe- people are using them more so that's why they've been added oh right so they see how many are selling and think right let's get that it that's yeah. going up the charts and there's yeah. other things like over the years, like Lord, have yeah. dropped off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay. something that um, also well, has dropped off, I, I was, wasn't going to mention this, but actually I will mm. look it up, was 20 Super King size cigarettes have been removed because people aren't Probably buying doesn't surprise me. I mean, the, yeah, as an example there, it's just getting priced, isn't it? Yeah. You know, priced that out. And, uh, so, yeah, I found it a really interesting read this because it mm. kind of gives you a nice overview of what yeah. trends are in, in people's 
shopping habits. That really is, yeah. Um, the second thing I wanted to share um, was that frozen berries had been added. Okay, people me- making more smoothies. That's exactly what they Are said. They? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it yeah. said. Expenditure is growing in this area due to greater health awareness and the popularity of homemade food and smoothies. It's a lot, doesn't it? So, we, so we're seeing a boom in that and, and a fall off of smoking, which again is representative of where we're. Heading, yeah. isn't it? So. I do think e-cigarettes and vapes are probably still on the basket. If they're basket. not on, in the basket, they're going in the basket soon. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're going to lose powdered egg or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's still corned beef. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. And then um, another one that was added, and this will be my final one, mm. uh, just, just to let you know, um, was video doorbells. They've been added. Video doorbells. So yeah. um, in the security and surveillance uh-huh. uh, section, that's been added um, because... Yeah. Expenditure has gone up, so people yeah. are, more people are buying it. Wow. Um, so I think it's the purpose of the basket of goods is to be on the ball with representative of yeah demand what, across the country for certain items. Buying. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just the Office for National Statistics one. Okay. I'm sure there might there may, yeah. may be others now, um, that it? do it, and it was really interesting. Things like men's belts were also added. Um, red wine. How many men's? I've had one for years. Yeah, well, that's what I think they said. Um, men's clothing accessories had been underrepresented. Okay. So they were adding in more products. Most right. don't generally have many accessories. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe the younger generation. <laughs> belts, that's it, I think. Um, okay. So, yeah, it was it was really interesting. And, um, yeah, I think uh, things like um, they, we used to classify red wine in two categories, European and New World. Ah. Um, they've now condensed that into okay. just red wine. I'm pleased about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a nice little callback mm, to yeah. last week. I thought that was... Uh, is there anything else that you think uh, you would add to the to the basket? <sighs> in fact, no, I can have a look if it's already what there. What would be thing that's in demand? I mean, you mentioned vapes. Yeah, I think... Things like what about Amazon Fire Sticks? Those sort of things have Ooh, we seen a growth a in, in 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 those things in recent years? Yeah, video yeah. on demand subscription mm-hmm. services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, they're yeah. there. So yeah, yeah, so this is when people ask what inflation is. It's basically the difference in price of these baskets yeah. of goods. Uh, yeah. the, of the, the items in this basket of goods. Good work, Megan. You have, no? you have, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we need to do more research for our shows, don't we? Need a researcher. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll go back to the questions mm, now. Um, so we've got a few first time buyer yeah. questions, um, which we will be answering next week in next week's episode yes. um, in a lot more detail. But yeah. we'll just give some some quick answers just now. So somebody said, I'm new to Edinburgh and I've just come here from England. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to buy for the first time soon. Do yep. you have any tips? Now, Paul, you have <laughs> bought and sold in both Scotland yeah, and yeah, England. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I can tell you with certainty, I much prefer to buy and sell in Scotland than, <laughs> than in England. Um, Sydney is a lot more straightforward, a lot more certainty earlier on. And I think that would be the change that somebody coming from England would notice. And in addition, when you're from England, generally um, you'll put the offer in direct to the estate agent. Or and whereas here, you need a solicitor very early on, and they'll represent you. And as I say, they'll guide you. Uh, they'll guide you, which is more important. Um, so yeah, I think the only advice I, I can really give it would be go and find a solicitor estate agent as early as you can. And, and get them by your side to, to help you navigate through the purchase. Yeah, and you'll be able to find a solicitor estate agent if you come along to our first time buyer event, mm-hmm. which the date is still not confirmed TBC, yet, yeah. but it will be in the show notes um, for this because yeah. we'll, by the time yeah. this episode yeah. airs, we should we put will a basket know. of goods there and people can just pick up 
Um, so, uh, second uh, first time buyer, so somebody says, hopefully a soon to be first time buyer here. Should I be speaking to a mortgage broker? <laughs> There's the answer. Yes. Um, yeah. I, and again, we say it sounds like this is a bit of a pitch and it's generally not meant to be. Um, if you go to a bank, you're going to get the best rates from that particular bank. If you go to a mortgage broker, the look of the market is a big, big difference. Yeah. And I think certainly in the moment when, when you're making that commitment and you're debating between a fixed rate and a variable rate and all the other things to consider, yeah, just go and look at the whole of market. You know, it's the best way to go forward. Yeah, and again, not to do too much of a pitch for ESPC mortgages, mm-hmm. but, well, we can. They're, yeah. they're our guys. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, they uh, are independent, yeah. so they work, they will find the best option for you. They'll f- learn about your circumstances and, yeah, pick the best option and f- find the best product yeah, for you. Yeah, and, you know, and they show the difference between if, you, if you're in that fortunate position where you've got a bigger deposit, the difference it makes between putting down 5% and 10% or 50% is significant. So, it really is. You know, and again, now we're seeing more fixed rate properties, as we say on most shows. Mm-hmm. That means hopefully you're not having to get caught up too much in the office over and you can ultimately buy a fixed price property. You may have a little more deposit. Yeah, absolutely. And... Um, we had a question which we've kind of already answered, but mm-hmm. I'll ask it anyway. Sure. Are there any up-and-coming areas that you think are worth looking to buy in? Do you know what? I think it's written in the stars, Megan. I think we have to do a special and do a LEAF special. Yeah. Uh, because I think LEAF, you know, from everything we can see, just in volume of sales, as you described there, yeah. it's, 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 it's in demand. It's always been in demand, but I think more so in recent times. So yeah. I, yeah. The on balance the yeah. thing is it, I, I remember a long time ago being told that Leith was up and coming it's been mm. up and coming for a very mm. long time yeah. um, but I do think it's almost it, it's almost there <laughs> it's real yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know it, it, it almost becomes one of those things it's self-fulfilling isn't it it's more confidence and then there's more inward investment and then mm-hmm. it's, it's more confident and there's more inward investment and the thing just continues to grow and I think yeah. a lot of this brownfield developments as well where you know factories and things of the past have been cleared and now they're building new property again that's only good for the only good for the price brings more people in and, and they spend that money locally yeah and i'm wondering you know you're down in leith i've heard this said by people who work for espc oh i never come into town anymore i don't need to i just do everything in leith yeah that's, oh, that's really interesting yeah yeah i i i, I mean i hate to say it i mean we all you're, know I live in Portobello. It's kind of similar there. there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah. A lot of things, I don't really have to leave Portobello no. um, to get to, but that's our 20-minute neighbourhoods yes. Um, yes. topic. Yeah. But I guess, so actually, let, let's chat through some of the episodes we've seen sure. so far. Yeah, let's do um, that. Because that make that makes sense to move yeah. on to that. Okay. Um, so obviously we went down to we we went on a bit of a road trip this we season did. so far. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. I should have written these down, but but um, so Dumfries and Galloway and, yeah. uh, and the southwest as we call it. Yeah, really enjoyed that trip. I thought we learnt a lot. It's great to see the project in Dumfries itself. You know, yeah. again, community based subscription. People put money in, making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, repurposing a building that was line empty I thought was really inspiring yeah and I think there's that's happening more and more across the central belt as yeah. well I think with yeah. community own, ownership yeah we're going to do some more work on that side so yeah because I think it's a really interesting you know it's people taking action and positive action and, and doing something to help themselves and I think that's, that's great you know yeah absolutely and um, I think it was really interesting because we went along to Dunfermline. We've already mentioned that we mm-hmm. were in Dunfermline and then down to the Scottish borders, which was lovely. And 
it's such a large idea that we didn't even really Fast. scratch the surface. Fast. We need to go back to that place that was mentioned. Um, inner leaving. Inner leaving. Yeah. You've got a great memory. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to go there. And we need to see inner leaving, which I think we drove past, but we were in such a hurry to to, to get people's week, we didn't go. But yeah, and I think certainly that you know the the ball is, is very clear. It's had a real bounce um, with people moving out because of hybrid working. A lot of people moving to the borders, you know, the train line helped a little bit, but I think it's really pushed on because, as I say, people are not having to do that commute every day. So, you know, that's really benefited the, 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 the Kelsos and the Hoiks and yeah. the peoples of this world. So it's, you can see that in the figures and the volume of sales and the, and the value of those sales and the, and the speed of sale. Yeah, and I think I underestimated just how close to the, the yeah. border it is mm. and, and how close it is to the likes of Newcastle yeah. and, and travelling uh, south as well as north. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was really good. Um, who else did we have on the podcast? Uh, we had Debbie. Debbie yes, there. Debbie. Um, just... Talking about the economy, um, which I think that episode may, is it out by yeah. the time people watch yeah, this? Yeah, that was last on. Yeah, um, really good. Again, incredibly knowledgeable and just great to get her insights. And we mm. are thinking about doing a basic 101 in the economy for, for everyone, yeah. including us. Yes. Um, to talk it through in a bit more detail, but I thought it was fascinating to listen to what she had to say, where she thinks the economy might be going, but we won't spoil it on this episode. <laughs> yeah, and um, we also had our quarter three yeah. market update with... Um, Lindsay Morris. Yes, we did. Morris and Lindsay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I thought was really popular. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people downloaded that episode yeah. and, and listened along and watched along, um, and I think we learned a lot as well, just that... That um, nugget of um, insight oh, from Morris about list. yeah about you can't get. Um, I actually noticed we had a Facebook comment on that clip, um, and somebody said that's where I've been going wrong. I've been trying yeah, to get so all ten. Yeah, so he was saying, wasn't it? You, you, you have a list of ten things, and if you tick nine, the thing that's probably you're not going to be able to tick is the price because it's it's just going to be astronomical. So except eight out of ten. Yeah. There's a musical reference in there. You can't always get what you want. I think it was like the Stones. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the Stones. But yeah, so that was all of my um, yeah. talking points. Um, oh, sorry. Actually, no, we had one more question. Okay. Um, what does it mean if it's one of your solicitor estate agents is an ESPC chartered firm? What does that mean? Chartered firm. Okay. Yeah. So not every ESPC firm is chartered, mm-hmm. um, but certainly what we've done with our firms and you'll be able to identify it on ESPC.com. Um, we recognize that the government potentially is going to bring in legislation for estate agents in the future. Um, meaning that everyone needs to be licensed. We want to get ahead of our, ahead of the curve really by, um, improving standards. So we've done two things. Um, there's a, there's a charter there which sets out a higher standard of what uh, an individual can expect if they use a charter firm to buy or sell. It lays down their expectations and clear black and white, plain English. People understand what they're getting. And secondly, we, the, the firms are committed to continuous improvement through training. So we've done a lot of training with them this year. Mm-hmm. And we're coming towards the end of that training. And uh, we'll, then they will graduate and we will continue to do that training next year. But it sets them apart. And as I say, that's, that's all been voluntary. And that's firms saying, yeah, put me through that. I'd like to learn more. Yeah. And we've covered a lot on that training. We've done building construction, conveyancing, property law. Um, really gone into detail on a lot of subject matter, um, data protection. And it just gives them a real broad base. I mean, we've got many people so experienced anyway, but I think we've brought more insights to them. But as I say, I think the charter itself is about driving standards up 
in in the in the profession. I think it's already higher than England, but we want to go further. And I think Solicitor State ends we want to go further than independence. And I think the charter allows us to do that. Yeah. And it's a living document, so we keep getting feedback on, on where we could do better. And then we incorporate that into the charter and we ask our firms to reach that new standard. So the bar is going to be continued to be raised. So Paul, I think that's everything that we were going to chat about. Is there anything else you'd like to <laughs> chat about? On my shopping list. Uh I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm conscious we don't want to repeat what, you know, the great advice that's already been said on the other podcast. You don't, you don't want to labour these points. Um, I've not said this, but this episode is our halfway point throughout mm-hmm. the season. So we do still have, I think, nine more episodes yeah. to go. So this is ten, so we've got nine more to go. Um, we've got our first-time buyer special next week, um, and we have got um, some energy efficiency yeah. episodes coming up that's going to be a good one actually yeah. uh, in fact the the government's just finished a consultation this week on energy performance certificates and, and you know there's, there's real change now and we're, we're seeing more and more um, sellers and, and agents put more emphasis on this in the in the brochures you know in the schedule about the, the work that's been done so I think you know things are changing and we're we're going to see that change and accelerate and so it's an interesting time to be talking to them because they're, they're doing a lot of work and it, a lot of it is retrofit. So mm-hmm. it'll be on all the properties, what you can do, how you can do it and how you can do that on a low cost way as well. Yeah, so exactly. So if you want to be the first to know when all these mm-hmm. episodes go out, please hit the subscribe button, whatever you're listening or watching. You can also hit the bell button um, near them so you will actually get a notification um, when our new episodes come out. And if you're really enjoying the show, then we would love it if you could leave a rating or a review or send us feedback at marketing at ESPC.com. We'd love to hear from you. Indeed, we would, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that's it for this week. It certainly is. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Um, I, feel, I felt on under under, under under prepared but I think I think we uh, it was the winger episode so yeah. thank you we definitely winger but no thanks for, for listening and uh, watching so uh, we will see you again and uh, from me and from Megan see you later see Goodbye. you later thanks. bye